In the watch enthusiast universe, the watch enthusiasts are represented by two separate yet equally unimportant human beings. KC, who has nothing, and John John, who knows nothing. This is their podcast. The KC and John John Show! Hello everybody, and welcome to the 46th episode of Casey and John John <laughs> I even yeah. we're losing track yeah it's a bit it was a bit it's a bit confusing now <laughs> I think um, I think what I, to but, complain too much but, but what I know for sure is that uh-huh. this is this is the 39th episode yes because we so G and yeah <laughs> yes um I, I I feel like complaining about this system to Marshall yeah because like uh, we are finding it hard to keep up. Yeah, I'm. I'm so confused because of because of what we've done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I blame Marshall. Yeah, it's all actually everything is Marshall's fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, COVID was made in Marshall's lap, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's three aneurysms in the first <laughs> minute. <laughs> oh, we're 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 doing a good job this time. I think we've. That, I think that's a record, really. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yes. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed last week's episode um, with Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where we picked up like some actual French. Yes. Yes. From, and also some um, weapon making skills. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also an insight into another designer's mind. Yeah. Since we had Matt on before. Yes. Now we've got Emmanuel. And, and a tall watchmaker. I don't know if you can consider him a designer, but yeah. I think I think he was more on the technical side of things. But yeah, I guess he does design as well. So Yeah, he has he has to do a bit. Yeah. But I, I think definitely Emmanuel was uh one of the I mean he's the most experienced one that we've talked to, definitely. Yeah. Uh it's very interesting to hear his story for sure. And if you well, if you haven't heard it, well, first of all, why the fuck not? Yeah, exactly. Secondly, go and fucking listen. It's a great episode. Yeah. But yeah. Plus Marshall's in it as well. No, no, no. Um, um, don't, don't say that. People won't listen if they know that. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's more of a disclaimer at this point. Just oh, in case. Fine. Yeah. Fair enough. A legal disclaimer. And yeah. if you're unhappy that Marshall was on the podcast, go... Complain to Marshall. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, let's jump right in. Yeah. Um, so, no listeners lounge this week, but we do have some breaking news. Yep. Um, we have we have got all these new releases for a certain watch auction happening at the end of the year. I think in November, if I remember correctly. I think um, so. Yeah. So it's a it's a biannual. Um, what? How how do you call this? Like watch, watch auction? charity auction thing yeah. called Only Watch. Is it every two years? I actually didn't even yeah, know. Yeah, every, every two years. Okay, cool. Yeah. I actually had no um, idea. So the watches just came out this week. Mm-hmm. And let's go through some of our favorites. Yeah, some some interesting ones. Um, where do you want to start? Uh, we can start with the old Piguet because it starts with an A. Mm, fair enough. Yeah. I always uh, got to start at the, at the first letter of the alphabet. Sure. Let, let's uh, let's go in alphabetical order, and luckily not alpha numerical order, because that would be 
problematic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they've made a Royal Oak Jumbo Extra Thin in sandblasted titanium with polished bulk metallic glass. Yeah, I, um, I don't so, know what that so is. So I, I believe I believe this is like the farewell version of the uh, 15, 15202. That number, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so which is the Royal Oak Jumbo Extra Thin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and they're making it. Is this the first time it's in titanium? I think it is, right? I am honestly not sure. Yeah, me neither. And and that bulk metallic glass thing. So I, I think basically all the polished parts have become the bulk metallic glass. And then the rest, which were... The other parts which are normally brushed are the sandblasted titanium, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I, be, I, I believe like the... The case, the case and the bracelet are in the sandblasted titanium, whereas like the the links in the bracelet and the bezel are in this metallic glass. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, eh. Yeah, it's. I mean, okay, so it it is just your, it 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 just looks like a regular royal oak, right? Yeah, M- maybe um, it's a little bit different person. I I do I do like the the kind of almost kind of printed handwritten text on the on, on the, the dial. dial. Yeah. Yeah. Um I like the contrast between the sandblasted parts and the polished parts. I think that yeah. may be more apparent in the flesh. It's almost like the tan the tantalum version of this. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. I mean for an only watch? Eh. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. I guess, and yes, that's that's our first highlight of the, of the only watch auction. <laughs> meh. Meh. Uh, it's a meh light. And what's the next one, John? Um, Baltic. Hmm. And yes. they kind of it definitely makes my balls tick. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a new one. Haven't heard <laughs> that one before. So, um, I think those those who are familiar with Baltic knows that they they do make these kind of period accurate in a way. Um, yeah, watches. very vintage inspired. Yeah. Um, I think they've got... They have a sector dial. Yeah. They have a sector uh, the dial. Diver. They also have a, um, a chronograph. I think. So yeah. that, the, the chronograph is based on the Seagulls. Yes, the 1901. Yeah. St mm-hmm. whatever number it is. Yeah. I can't remember what the I think it's ST1901, I think. And then they've got the diver. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, so the seagull movements, mm-hmm. they are quite heavily borrowed from these Venus. vintage Venus uh, yeah. movements because they basically bought the the machines, the machines, yeah. and all the tooling from them. I think it was the Venus um, one seventy or something like that. I think I, I yeah. don't know. I don't know about numbers, man. <laughs> but but um, so in this special edition that they've made for only watch. Mm-hmm. They are using a 1940s Venus mono pusher chronograph movement. Yeah. So that's you know harking back to like the tech that they are technically using. Mm-hmm. Um, except you know actual Venus and yes. mono pusher, which yes. is cool. And very cool. Also, um, the dial though. Yeah. It's it's like this black, black um, and gilt. Yeah, and it's a glossy black kind of yeah. thing like lacquered or mm. enamel or whatever you want to call it yeah and it's got i it looks like applied 
numbers, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Apply uh, Bege numerals. Mm-hmm. Um, also, prints. And also, um, because, so only watch, like the, it's a charity for usually health causes. I think, I can't remember what it, I think so, it was ALS, so, I think, this year. This one is Duchenne's. Oh, Duchenne's know. muscular dystrophy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, doctor, do you want to explain what that is? Um, it's a form of muscular dystrophy. First found in a person called Duchenne or first found by a person? First discovered Duchenne's. by a person named Duchenne. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's basically one of those diseases that... Um, I'm that, not going to say it's like Lou Gehrig's dis- or that ALS. That dystrophizes your muscles. <laughs> It's basically a progressive degenerative disease yeah. uh, that makes you gradually become weaker over time. And yeah. there aren't really any treatments at this point. Um, yeah. it, it's really more of symptomatic treatments. You try and mm-hmm. help them um, cope better. Uh, you reduce all the symptoms that they have, but you can't really cure it per se. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, um, there's of course research going on and stuff like that, but all this money from this charity is supposed to go and help um, with research into this disease. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, well, the health connection here is made by a, pulso- a, a pulsometer mm-hmm. instead of, you know, your tachymeter. Yeah. It, so that's cool. I will say it's a very cool looking watch. Yeah. Um, and kind of unexpected from, from Baltic. I believe the case, the case is also in uh, quite period correct 38 mils. Yeah. Um, but, and I think it's a prototype case for whatever they're going to be producing in the future as well. Okay. The, the only thing I find weird about it is the pusher, though, the chronograph pusher. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it look a little bit recessed? Yeah, it looks a bit off. Right? Yeah. I mean, normally these pushers kind of like stick out a little bit. Yeah. Right? But like this it's, one... it's more like, like those pump pusher kind of things. But this, yeah. is just, this is just like a regular button that you find, I don't know, like a, like a remote control. Yeah. It, it's like sunken in. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird looking, but a little bit different, and I guess it keeps it low key, in a I way. Guess. Yeah. So yeah, that's the Baltic. Um, definitely a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one, the Bell and Ross. So uh, Bell and Ross, you know, they've been doing this uh, the BR zero one Cyber Skull for a while now, mm-hmm. um, and this one's a new version yeah. of it. Well, so it's just a, it's in orange. The skull is orange. Yes, and and then the rest of the case and um, pretty much everything else is see through because it's sapphire. Yep, and apparently the the orange part, like the orange skull, is also in sapphire, but it's uh, okay. like metallized. I, I I don't even know what the process is exactly, but yeah, basically everything is sapphire pretty much, except for the movement, I guess, but. Mm. Um, if you're into this into this aesthetic, it's kind of cool. Yeah, but not really for me. No. Um, I believe I believe uh the Matic also covered well the the regular version of this. Yeah, right? that that I actually like a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, I I find that one kind of um, cool in the in a digital techno kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, still not something I would buy for myself. I don't think. Mm-hmm. But. This is a little bit more loud. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely loud. Because it's going to be, you know, looks like you're wearing a piece of glass mm-hmm. on your wrist with a huge orange skull in the middle, mm-hmm. which is definitely a statement, I guess. Well, speaking of statements, mm-hmm. um, 
<laughs> we have a slightly controversial watch. Just, uh, just slightly. Yeah. So our our good friend Horological Dictionary has been uh, doing a fair bit of story posts on this particular. Yep. Um, some might say abomination. <laughs> some some might say otherwise. Shout out uh, but this, sponsors. <laughs> but this is the uh, F.P. Jean Francis Ford Coppola um, watch. Yeah, I don't even know what the actual <laughs> name is. Uh, so, personally, I think the autom- automation, I guess, is uh-huh. kind of cool. Yep. Um, so, to those who haven't seen this or don't know about it, which I, I feel like it would very few would not be aware of its existence mm-hmm. by now. Um, basically, there's a big blue hand on the dial, just above the uh, the movement. Yeah. And so basically, the way you tell time is with this blue hand throwing up gang signs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think you press a button, right? No, I, I think it, it, it just does it itself oh really okay. yeah and um, then yeah like it there's a 60 minute like a minute indicator yeah i think it's like in sort of an arrow that goes around the dial yeah um but yeah the hand is supposed to show you the hours like it, it, so basically basically like one to 12 is shown by the hand one hand yeah like okay guys when we we may be confusing you by saying hand. No, it's an actual hand, like a f- human five-fingered hand. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, yes. obviously. Because, you know, not an hour hand. Yeah. Um, but, or a minute hand. Yes, but an actual five-fingered hand. hand. Like, yeah. It's, like it's, with the wrist and all. Mm-hmm. And it's like in this blue um, glove. I, I don't know what that's supposed to be. Or is it just oh, no, an alien it's... hand? But yeah, apparently it's supposed to show you the hours. I don't know how that works, but yeah. Um, there there are graphics on various uh, watch Instagram accounts, so just go and look it up. Oh, like to show you what sign means yeah. what hours. Okay, yeah. cool. And I I remember there is one thing very cool because uh, I'm not a fan of the way this watch looks. Um, it's just weird. It's yeah. a disembodied hand on a watch. That tells yeah, you the time. Yeah, it's super weird, but I, I, I mean, it's it has things that is very interesting about it, obviously. Yeah, because I think it's too John even for John. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think because they said that the automaton is powered by the mainspring, right? I guess. Yeah, because because other I think other automatons have like. You know, there's either a lever that you pull that gives uh, you power, right. yes. or, or you know, um, it, it has like a, a different mainspring that you wind up just for that. But this one's powered by the timekeeping mainspring mm-hmm. itself. So that's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. Horologically speaking, but aesthetically speaking, mm. it kind of looks like, you know, the Orima Piguet, Black Panther, the hand. <laughs> Like it looked like it looks like it would belong in a series. So uh Onna Piguet and Francois Paul Jorn. Hello emergency you know, vehicle. Get, get, it's it's <laughs> early. That's a it's early feature yeah, today. Pretty good. But yeah, sorry you were saying. No, I said they they should just get together and just have like 
T'Challa doing the throwing up gang signs. So, um, Odemar Jorn? Yeah. Hmm. I like it. Okay, what's next, man? Um, Jura Perigo. Okay, so this one's kind of left field. Yeah. Um, for some reason, they're working with Bamford. Mm-hmm. And they've made a um, LED watch, essentially, that yeah. kind of looks like... Was it Bulova that released the reissue of those? Yeah, I think so. Right, that digital watch that you have to press the button to display. Yeah. Um, it's like those driving watches yep, kind of thing. Yep. Where where the display for the time is basically where the strap is at 6 o'clock. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, so they basically made that in yep. a forged carbon and titanium case. Yeah. Uh, eh. I mean it it is cool. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a it's a very cool watch but mm-hmm. like but also at the same time uh for for only watch though. Yeah. I mean Jacques Perrigo makes some fantastic watches. Yeah, of course. And, and they don't get enough credit for it. Yeah. But this is not one of them. No. I don't think. It's it's cool, it's interesting, but Yeah. Yeah. It it's not uh masterpiece yeah and it's certainly not a well the uh, the estimated auction price is between 10 to twenty thousand swiss francs Francs. yeah um and for context the previous fp journ is estimated to go between 300 to four hundred thousand swiss francs i feel it's gonna be go going for more but yeah yeah and yeah because you know you're kind of doing this for charity right yeah so are you being an asshole if you make a watch that's going to sell for less? Mm, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just for rich people to write off taxes. Oh, that's true. Well, I Can you write off taxes by buying a watch through only watch? Um, I think it's, I think this would be similar to like art auctions as well. Mm-hmm. Basically, just put them in like freeholding and you can write them off. Fair. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm not an accountant, but like, you know, with two But you're rich, so <laughs> <laughs> So you know, these are things you know. I, I have no idea about any of this stuff. So. This is these are things that I that I learned through YouTube, okay. Right. Yeah. Through making YouTube videos about it. Through through learning about how creative accountancy works. Right. Like like football, like accounting and football is actually very interesting. A lot of people like register their residencies in like Monaco and stuff, right? Yeah. That's what I've heard. So you don't have to pay taxes there. Yeah, because there's no tax there. Yeah. That's what I've heard, but I mean I don't know how true it is. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not rich enough for Monaco. <laughs> so, anyway. Speaking of a watch that wasn't a masterpiece, the next one really is. What is it, John? Uh, it's, it's the H Moser and Chi uh, streamliner, mm-hmm. but but they they borrowed the uh, the collaboration with MBNF. Our friend, um, hi Max, hi Max. <laughs> but yeah, so it's that um, MBNF legacy yeah. machine. Yeah, and it's right. also it's also a left hand drive version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. It is. So it's got that little sub dial that's angled up towards you. 
Uh, you've mm-hmm. got the whole tourbillon like raised way yeah, this, up into the down. Yeah, the spherical tourbillon. Yeah, it's it's very MBNF, but it's also very Moser. Yeah, like I mean that collection was fantastic. I, yeah, it really was a pair that was just yeah. a perfect pair, really, and um, the case as well is is that it's that beautiful streamliner case and yeah, really, very comfortable. It really worked with this design. Yeah. Um. I actually prefer I this to the to the regular um, legacy machine. The LM, yeah. Um, Max, for the record, I prefer the legacy machine. <laughs> yeah, just just for the record, Max. In case you're listening, I um, prefer, I, I I really love the HM one hundred and one. Which HM? Is it the one hundred and one? Wait, hold on. No, it's LM. This was the this was no wait. This was HM, is it? What this one? Yeah, as in, as in this this collab then, series. Yeah. Uh, no, that was LM. The legacy machines are the one with this um, exposed balance wheel and and um, tilted sub dial. Yeah, I like, I like the HM101. The HM101? Hold on. There's anyway. HM101. LM101? Double one. Wait, hold on. I'm, uh, I'm confusing so, myself. So, Max, it's obvious that someone here doesn't really know <sighs> the log, but... Um, Moving on. (laughs) Moving Um, on. Also, the dials at Vanta Black, by the way. Yes, because you know Moser. Um, Yeah, LM one hundred one. Oh, okay. Fuck you, like you asshole. You said said HM one hundred one. No, I said I said LM first, right? And look, whatever. Anyway. Yes. Anyway, the next one before we piss Max off anymore. (laughs) uh, It's like these guys are real fans. Yeah, unfriend. <laughs> the next one is um, the series Hermes. from Hermes. Yes, yes. Um, the H zero eight, which we've talked about before. When yeah, which just released this year. Yeah, um, and a lot of orange in... accents. Mm-hmm. To me, to me, looks, orange team. This to year. me, basically looks like the same stuff that they released, but you have said that is not. Um, yeah, because yeah, I so... don't think they have these variants. Mm. Yeah, but it's just um, a variant, lah. To be fair, yeah. Uh, so orange, orange is the theme of this year's only watch. Don't know mm-hmm. why, yep. um, but it works with MS because orange is pretty much their color. Yeah, and they've, if you ask me, I think they've kind of nailed it. So yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the, two... like like this this like dark gray, the titanium look with the orange. Mm-hmm. It just works. It's like that. Yeah. It's like that. Um, uh, fuck that Vacheron. Overseas, overseas, yeah, yeah, yeah. That they did that collab, they did. Mm-hmm. It really so that's works. Cool. It really and, works. And, and they've made two variants. So in one of them, the print is in orange and the numbers are in white. Um, and on the other one, the print is in white and the numbers are in orange. So kind of inversed. Yeah. But in both, you get black dials, and um, they come either on a bracelet or a strap, a rubber strap, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just a variant. Um, they didn't really go out of their way to make something super duper special. Yeah. But it's kind of simple and nice. Yeah. I don't mind at all. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of something that's not super duper special, there's a <laughs> Hublot Big Bang Tourbillon <laughs> with a sapphire crystal case and orange elements because orange. Yes. Um. Moving on, we have the Constantine <laughs> chain. <laughs> Sponsor us, you know? 
we have the Konstantin Chaikin, um, first ever Turbion by Konstantin Chaikin. Mm-hmm. So this is kind. It's kind of like the uh, the Joker watch, except um, essentially, yeah. Except what's unique about this is so with the Joker at six o'clock, there was the moon phase. Mm-hmm. This features like a a smiley face. Yep, and I think that shows the Martian calendar. Yep, that's right. And it's called the um, was it the Joker Martian or something like that? I'm honestly not sure what the name is. I I remember that was it was something like that. But I yeah. can't remember exactly what it was. Um, but dude, this is super cool. Yeah. Um. So the, so like a, a regular tourbillon spins. You know one revolution in 60 seconds mm-hmm. usually this yep. is 61.65 seconds because that's yep. the duration of a martian minute mm-hmm. that is insanely cool right yeah um i i can't remember exactly what the the ratio was but a martian day is just slightly off of a off an yeah. earth day it's like an hour off or something like that yeah so yeah um i i mean i know the time it still it still tells you know, Earth time. Yeah. Fortunately, because it wouldn't be very useful to have Martian time, I don't think. But not dude, yet. This, not yet. But dude, this is so cool. Yeah. It, it's kind of. It's not as playful as the other Joker. It's very steampunk vibes, man. Yes, exactly. I was just gonna say it's very steampunk. Hmm. Um, it's and not so cool. not in like a what was a Vianney halter steampunk that uh-huh. that I that I don't fuck with but like this is very cool. Yeah, I, I don't know what what it is about it. It's like it's Martian steampunk. <laughs> Does that make sense? And it's it's kind of got this like grayish you know metallic tone everywhere with yeah. just a little bit of orange highlights. Yeah, which make it so. The cool. strap is also very much orange. You, yep. you can you can kind of imagine it as like. The Martian surface, hmm. right? I I could imagine Martian the Martian Manhunter wearing this watch. <laughs> John Johns, yes. <laughs> Bye, la John. <laughs> <laughs> and this one's only going um apparently for the estimate at forty to sixty thousand Swiss francs, which is, I think, way under. To be to be fair, the estimations are always like, you know, two or three times under. Yeah, but I think this one seems egregiously under. Yeah. You know, Constantine Chaikan's first um to be on. Yeah. That looks this fucking cool. Yeah. And forty to sixty thousand Swiss francs? Man, I don't think so. Yeah. I think it's gonna be more than that. But yes, what do we have next? We have get your crayon, crayon. <laughs> so this is a brand I actually don't really know very well. I mean I've heard of them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know them very well. Do you? No. Yeah. So, um, other than the weird name, it's actually a pretty fucking cool looking watch. Yeah, I like it. This, I, uh, this is really like an art piece on the wrist, and it's yeah. it's not like your your standard. Um, I mean, yeah, Emmanuel, like Emmanuel. <laughs> so I'm still thinking about him. Uh, enamel. <laughs> <laughs> enamel dials. Uh, not like, not a lot Emmanuel of, like, dials. Not Emmanuel dials. Okay. <laughs> enamel... What if Emmanuel does an enamel dial? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. That's a that's a suggestion for a future Dietrich uh, Atelier watch. Casey and John John. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Um. Enamel dials. 
yeah, you have like your painted dials, your enamel mm-hmm. dials, and those are really nice. But this is this is almost like a stained glass dial in a way. And I think that's yeah. that's very interesting. It's like a mosa- mosaic, yeah, stained glass dial, yeah. which is very interesting looking. Yeah, um, and it also has um, an ability to show sunrise and sunset times mm. anywhere in the world. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck that works, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, and um, yeah. I like usually these mechanisms require you to set the location of w- wherever you are in the world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for in order for it to track sunrise and sunset. So I don't know, yep. like, I, so I'm you, do, sure you, do you like you you get this you win this watch at an auction, then you tell Crayon to be like, hey, I'm in Penang, Malaysia at the moment. Now, can you you have to set it to this like particular latitude longitude kind of thing maybe that's why i i really don't know enough about how it works um Mm. but that sounds like you know if you actually go traveling then everything would be fucked well you wouldn't wear this traveling then yeah not 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 traveler's watch yeah um though alternatively to anyone who's looking to get this watch to look at sunrise and sunset times um there's this thing called windows Mm -hmm. um not microsoft Windows. windows Ninety uh, seven, no, like like panes of glass mm-hmm. that Windows you can XP. look out of, and then mm-hmm. it, you know you can see if there's light or not. Okay, then you know whether the sun is there. An, that's an interesting invention. It is, um, uh, but it's actually involved with stained glass as well. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Well, but if you do need to travel, mm-hmm. um, and you need a watch to tell time mm-hmm. when you travel, there's mm-hmm. a Louis Vuitton. Tambour Curve GMT Flying Tourbillon. Yes, and I, I also wanted to add that, you know, if you want to travel and you want to tell time and you also want to look like a total and complete utter douchebag, um, this watch exists. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Louis Vuitton sponsors, thank you. I, <laughs> I, I, I think um, we shouldn't bother wasting our time with this one. Let's go to the next one. Yeah, to our best friend. <laughs> Our best friend in the world. Yeah. Max. And so Max is Max is putting out a uh well at the moment it's just in sketches. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a panda. Yeah. So it's <laughs> it's the HM10 frog. Yeah. That was the original. And version. also owl, apparently. Yeah. And now they've made it into a panda. Yes. And I, I think Max said it best. Um, there are panda watch, uh, sorry, panda dial watches. Yeah. And then there are panda watches. <laughs> and this one is a panda watch. It's so cute. It really is. Um, but the weird thing is, um, so so basically it's it's the same design, but they've added ears onto yeah. it. They've done the whole black and white coloration thing. Yeah, there's a to tail make it as look well. Like a panda. Yep. Um, but there are no pictures of it. Yeah. They've only released drawings, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, we don't, we don't have to finish watch yet. Um, you can just wait for it. We'll release pictures in the meantime. Here, here are some sketches. Yeah. Um, no one else has done that <laughs> that I know of for only watch. You know, everyone seems yeah. to have like everything like done beforehand. Yeah. Uh, but Max is just like, eh, nah. Here, take this drawing. This yeah. is what it look like. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think you, that's you can, that, that's cool. It's a very Max move. Yeah, I think it's a very it's a very Casey and John John move as well. And that's also yeah, true. So that's yeah. that's why we're best friends. Yep, because you know we could 
hire one of our friends to do drawings for us. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, this is super cool. Yeah. I, I really want to see the final product when it comes out. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just so MBNF. Yeah. Uh, so, next, we, next, we have a desktop from Patek Philippe. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Yep. And then and next, then we have... We have a Richard Mille. For Charles Leclerc. Yeah. Uh, who, no the, orange on it, so I don't know what to, the fuck To those doing. who don't know who Charles Leclerc is, apparently he's a F1 driver. I only just learned. I haven't been following F1 recently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anyway. No, dude, what the fuck were Richard Mille <laughs> doing? Where's the orange? Yeah, get the picture, man. But, I mean, if he is a Ferrari driver, so yes. I guess the red But red where's the sense. team? Like, the team is orange. Well, so you can tell you can tell Max, hey, where's the orange in your panda? Right? That's a good point. Huh. Hmm. I, but he's a, but I, he's... Just gave, I just gave Max a pass. <laughs> like, I didn't think about it. <laughs> wasn't even fucking intentional. I just didn't think about it at all. What about this Patek Philippe clock? Um, brown know, Patek, is a Patek type Philippe, of orange. Patek Philippe travel time. Actually, yeah. Brown yeah. is brown is basically a derivative of orange. Yes. And if you haven't heard about that before, go and watch the video yeah. on YouTube, Technology Connections. Brown, just search brown orange. Basically, basically brown, brown and magenta aren't real colors. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, brown is just like orange in different contexts. Shades, right? I think. Hue? Is it no, hue? it like depends on the lighting. Hue. Yeah. Like, it depends on what's around it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. So, that's our lesson on colors. Um, we're going to skip the Richard Mill because, eh, yeah. Richard Mill. The next one's kind of funky. Yeah. It's the Speak Marine. Is it Speak Marine? I think it is. I guess. Um, one and two dual time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I think, one of their... An existing model series um, that they've redone having the case in all black. Uh, the dowel's kind of orange and black. Then you've got a little bit of red, a little bit of yellow, and then you've got all these exposed mechanical parts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool looking. Yeah, I, I agree. Is this a John watch? Um, yeah, I guess. I I do I do like it. Probably not as much to you know be be moved to get something like that, but right. I think it's. I think it's interesting. Okay, would you buy it? I just said that I probably wouldn't. Probably wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, may or may not. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> may or may not consider buying this watch. Okay. Next. Uh, Tag Heuer Monaco, Dark Lord, inverted commas reference. Forged carbon case, uh, some orange accents. And this really weird leather strap that looks yeah. like it's been embossed. It's like embossed with the with a bracelet pattern. Yeah. I want to move uh, on because it's ugly to something that's a lot more interesting. It's called the Dark Lord. To me, it's... Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yes. Um, so Tudor, there's a Tudor Black Bay GMT. And it comes in this like aged metal 
case, which yes. looks very cool. Yes. I like it. I like it very much. So this this is going to be a bit of a point of contention because I think it looks like a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I would rather have that bronze thing uh-huh. that they have, you know, that full bronze, full bronze bracelet or whatever. Yeah. Then whatever the hell this is supposed to be. No, I, I like I like the treatment of the metal. I th- and also like it's kind of like a completely desaturated black and white watch. I think that's very cool. So I, I was actually talking to Horodick about it. Shout yes. out Horodick. Um and I was telling him it looks like it at least has herpes. Uh-huh. Probably leprosy. Like medically speaking. That mm-hmm. is not a healthy watch. Because you can medically diagnose a, an inanimate object. Yes. Like, okay. you know how like contact can spread diseases? Mm-hmm. This, this is how you get diseases. <laughs> okay. Eating bats, eating monkeys, and wearing this watch. That is how you get diseases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't see anything cool about it at all um, the dial's not bad yeah the, te- uh, the texture the, the green texture yeah. yeah um the bezel is kind of like a faded top and black kind of bezel i don't yeah. know how to describe it and then the case just looks like it fucking leprosy man do you have leprosy no i don't but i have seen people with leprosy when i was in india Nice. One of the few places in the world that still has leprosy, actually. Lovely. Mm, very much so. But yeah, um, nah, it's a no for me, but it, apparently this is a John watch and that really surprised me. Yeah, I like it. I thought you liked funky watches, not dirty watches. Yeah, well, I mean, this is, I like the treatment of the, the metal. No, the the metal hasn't been treated. The metal needs treatment. Okay, like you treat like you're a doctor anyway. Okay, you buy, I treat. You're a watch doc, right? Yeah, you buy, I treat. Anyway. Okay. Yes. Anyway. The uh, last one. Yeah. We're down to Z. For Z. Z. I, I'm pandering to our American Canadian audience. Right, fine. Aluminum. But yes, um, Zenith has done... Yeah, well, this is just another full sapphire crystal case again. Yeah. Um, but this is kind of cool. So it's a Defy Double to Beyond. And it's got rainbow PVD bridges and hands. Mm-hmm. As well as rainbow varnished hour markers. Um, it's kind of cool looking. Yes. Um, no, I don't know. I don't, I don't really like this. It's a little bit messy, but it's also kind of unique. You know, it, it reminds me of... Um, oh, Christ, what is that watch with those jewels that run from one color to the other? Huh? Um, you know, so like, uh, it's a bejeweled watch. I think it's a Rolex. Um, where, you know, like on the bezel... Well, like the rainbow Daytona thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a little bit of that. Just less nah man this is a this is a heat map that's been cut up a what a heat map ah yeah i can see that yeah that's kind of cool like thermal imaging camera 
yeah. was used on the watch. Yeah. You can kind of see that. I don't mind. I, I don't hate it. I don't. Mm. But for you, it's a meh. Yeah, very meh. But I mean, either way, this is just academic for us because, you know, estimate 180 to 220,000 Swiss francs. So, yeah, we're not yeah. going anywhere near that. Well, at least not me. Yeah. Mm. You, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm staying far away from, from it, man. Okay. Because you, you, at least you're socially distancing since you're going to get diseases from, from you're gonna the bring, tutor. You're going to bring leprosy back to Malaysia. Via the tutor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that, that kind of rounds up, I think. All the that, can, that concludes our uh, only watch segment. Mm-hmm. And we only covered like, what, 15 watches? I think so. Yeah. Like so, the, the important ones. Or the ones I mean, that I mean, we thought were noteworthy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's next? Moving on to other news mm-hmm. that happened this week. Um, some scandalous news. So, so, so many interesting things happened in the watch world. Right. Um, honestly, I'm not too familiar with this either because I think there weren't that many... Yeah, like, there's not that much detail on it. Yeah. Um, so there was like this ex-convict or felon mm-hmm. in the States, right? Yep. Who started up. Yeah. Who, team, yeah. who partnered up, up with, with a someone. young watch reseller. Yeah. And what were they called? Timepiece Gentleman? Yeah. The, the, the Timepiece Gentleman. Or TPG? Yeah. Toilet um, paper guys. <laughs> when when you say TP, that's all I think of. But toilet paper. Yeah. Not not town portal scroll. No, definitely not. Okay. But yeah. Don't play so, enough Dota, that's why. I don't play Dota at all. Because Dota is for you're lame. No. Cool people play Call of Duty. Not at Call all. of Duty. <laughs> Duty. Duty. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, actually, this one's kind of a listener's lounge in a way because um, our friend Louis C on Instagram uh-huh. is the one who told me about this. And uh, that was the first I'd heard of it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, apparently these two guys, um, they got together. They started a watch retailing business, kind of. It was like kind of consignment, consignment yeah. slash, um, yeah. And, and the, Secondhand, pre-owned mm-hmm. stuff, right? And and they opened it up for like public funding, um, and basically what they said was, um, we're starting this up. If you guys join us at the ground level now, uh, you give us I think it was like two thousand US yeah. dollars. I yeah. Uh, you get a VIP membership, and you can come to our special sales. Um, we will sell to you watches at wholesale prices. Um. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like something. Like it's something like oh, you get first dibs on these exclusive watches. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like you said, wholesale at least retail price. Yep. Like um, no jacked up prices and stuff. So apparently, like these guys pretty much came out of nowhere. Got a huge yep. following on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um. A bunch of people paid money as well. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. They also spent money lavishly. Apparently. Yep. Yep. Apparently, they had like off. Um. They had videos on YouTube or something like that, like going yeah. out for lobster dinners and it's like, and oh, I spent that. like how many don't know how many tens of thousands of dollars at this restaurant. Yeah. 
which is just what the fuck? Yeah. It's like how much do you eat? Clout chasing. Um but I mean I, I don't even see the relevance. You're yeah. called the timepiece gentleman and you're yeah. making you're asking for money from people. Yeah. To help you get this off. And then you're posting videos of yourself doing all this shit. Like what the fuck? Yeah. I don't get it. But then so they came out of nowhere and then they vanished. Yeah. And they're nowhere to be found. Yeah. Um when this news came out, I decided to just go look up because I'd never heard of them. You haven't either. Right? No. And I just went on Instagram. I looked at the timepiece gentleman. Mm-hmm. And someone had... They, they apparently deleted their account. Yeah. And someone had already started a new account and changed their name to that. So nice. there was an account there with like nine followers. Yeah. Um, they had like four pictures, four posts. And there were people on there complaining like, where the hell have you gone? Where's my money? What the fuck? <laughs> okay, what? Uh, first of all, like, why would you be that person? Is like, oh, these these guys have, well, these scandalous dudes have like deleted their account, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna take over their account name, right? Why would Maybe, you do that? And then and be like and be like a mag- like a magnet for abuse, even Maybe. even though you're not that, even though you're not that person, it's so dumb. But anyway. <laughs> I well, like maybe we should go back and see how many followers they have now. Mm. Maybe they got you know organic growth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, there's this huge um, discussion I think going on online. People are saying maybe they're rebranding, mm. but rebranding doesn't explain why you would delete all your accounts yeah. without making any announcements. Yeah, um, your actual website goes down. Yeah. Um, uncontactable. Store, store closes down as well. Store closes down. Yeah, they, they actually had a store, right? Like a yeah, physical store. A physical location. Um, the weirdest thing is the physical store closed, and you know, on the glass doors, you've got that like sort of print, right? Yeah. Where you you print out like it's in like white your name, name or whatever. Open it is. close. Yeah. Times. Um, someone went there and took a photo of it, and it looked like like the letters were just a little bit faded. Yeah. It's like someone tried to erase numbers. Yeah. And then halfway it was like, ah, oh, this is too fucking difficult, I give up. <laughs> and then fucked off. But yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. So where the fuck were these guys going in such a rush? Yeah. I I, I don't know what, what the fuck's going on here. But um to anyone who paid like money to get into this, um First, first of all, of why? All, yes, exactly. Second of all, I'm sorry for your loss. Because it's a fucking loss. I, I don't think you're going to see these guys come back um, with the money, at least. I mean, hopefully it's just 2K. Yeah, could be more. Yeah. And hopefully, since they had a store, hopefully you got something out of your 2K before they vanished on your ass. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But also at the same But also at the same time, who the f- first of all, why the fuck would you give money to people who crowdfunds on Instagram? Right? And to open a store... For and they give you a membership. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? You know what, dude? I just had an idea. Um so crowdfunding for Casey and John John. Yes. So Casey and John is gonna start a VIP membership. Yeah. Um you can send us you know, you don't you don't even have to send us two thousand dollars. Um you can send us a thousand dollars a month. And for the special will... price of one 
one thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. And ninety nine cents. <laughs> <laughs> Got to count to ninety nine cents, man. Um, we will give you um, shout outs. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. We'll also sell NFTs of uh, <laughs> <laughs> of each of episode. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, exclusive to you. Yeah. So you can own a piece of Casey and John. John. How how great is that? Right. So, um, yeah, if anyone's interested, let us know. Hit us up. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess something good did come out of this TPG. Um, we have a new business model. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, Christ. Yeah. Okay. But so, at least you know we won't vanish from from the interwebs. Or will we? I mean, we put a lot we put a lot of effort into each episode. So I don't kind of don't want to delete it. <laughs> We, well, we could just rename it, you know. The John John and Casey <laughs> show. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, or man. or our uh, our rap name, our rap group name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, Giant, Giant Veggie Crew. <laughs> GVC. You know, GVC, mofos. But yes, um, I think you wanted to bring up something, right? You wanted to talk about something this week. Me? Yeah. Um, yes. So, I guess, I guess, I'll, I, I guess this, I guess this whole, whole episode is going to be like breaking news of different sorts, right? Yeah. Um, so one thing that caught my eye this week mm-hmm. was the, uh, well, it was Grubel 4Z. Right. Um, so they have decided that, um, because alligators don't usually belong in, a watchmaking facility. Correct. Um. <laughs> oh man! I want to see where you go with this. <laughs> so, and and because because alligators are not allowed there. Yes. Generally. Generally speaking, yes. Um, they've decided no alligator products should be allowed in their facility as well, mm-hmm. and therefore they are going with plant-based straps. First of all, I think it's kind of racist. I mean, specious. Speciest. To yeah. deny um, employment to alligators. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you guys don't know, go and check out Group of 4C on Instagram. Uh, it's on their reels, right? Yeah, reels. Reels of... I don't know. Like Instagram just has this weird way of of uh, dividing their, their video content. content. Yeah. So I don't know which one it is, but basically there's a video of a very terribly CGI'd <laughs> alligator walking into the factory. Yeah. Um, honestly, if you ask me, he looks really enthusiastic. Yeah. Or she like, or them. It's like um, my first day at work. Yeah. I'm so excited. It's like, it has this, it had this yeah. like mojo. It was walking yeah. with like swag. Yeah. And it's like super happy. And yeah. then they're like, no. Then the technicians are like, you are not allowed in here. We do not like your kind of alligator. <laughs> Thanks, Emmanuel, for the lesson. <laughs> and, uh, we hope we're doing you proud. But <laughs> yeah, so um, they've decided to go with vegan leather from now on. Yeah. Is it on all their watches? Um, yeah. So starting next year, all the straps will be made of plant-based materials. Oh, okay. So so they did kind of give like half a year notice to the alligators. That's not bad, I guess. I guess so. That's kind yeah, of it's like you can find employment elsewhere. Yeah, in six know. months. I think go, you can. Go be a Birkin. <laughs> go go be a... Oh, crap. 
was it was it steak steak yeah people eat alligator meat yeah. but i can't remember what dishes you make out of it i've never had it so basically basically with croc or mm-hmm. alligator pool i'm more familiar with croc right. um basically you cook it the way you would cook fish so just mm-hmm. so just grill it just oh, grill it okay. salt pepper you know a bit of lemon hmm. yeah easy it's delicious i love i i actually do enjoy crocodile meat does it taste like fish like um, texture wise text oh, it's it's almost like a a cross between like chicken and fish <laughs> yeah why does everything gotta taste like chicken man yeah why does everything gotta taste like chicken? You already have the, the chicken of the sea. Do you have a chicken of the river now? It was a chicken of the sea. Tuna. I mean, that's tuna. that's what they call it. Yeah, but tuna doesn't taste like chicken. It really doesn't, but I mean, that's what it's called. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know if you noticed, but you know, every sort of like weird meat, Um, when I say weird, I mean exotic or, you know, not, not, not chicken, beef, not, or pork. Yeah, yeah. Or lamb. Yeah. Um, Let's say, you know, frog legs. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. Yeah, apparently. Everyone's... Well, even so, even in in well, Cantonese, mm-hmm. when you when you want to order a frog dish, mm-hmm. you order tin kai, which is like field chicken. Yeah, it literally yeah. means field chicken. Yeah, and <laughs> which is so weird. And everyone describes it as chicken as well. Yeah, I don't feel it tastes like chicken. If it tastes like fish to me, I don't. I don't think I've ever tried frog before, actually. Oh, okay. Frogs are kind of common over here. Which is surprising considering the other shit that I've actually eaten before. Yeah, right. And, but yeah, so what do you think of this move towards vegan letters? Um, I don't know. Honestly, like, this is kind of like the switch from when, from Adidas went from kangaroo leather to like fake kangaroo leather. Okay. And I just I just felt like the synthetic materials never lived up to um, how comfortable and how form fitting you know proper leather is. Right. And even even when you're talking about like boots or jackets, for example, mm-hmm. you, it it like you know properly tanned leather is just it's so hard to replicate how yeah. durable that is. Agreed. And how you know how well made they are. Yep. Um, then again, this is really just a—it's a tiny bit of material yeah. for a watt strap. Yep. Um, so I guess it would make little to no difference. Um, I don't—I don't know about the longevity of plant-based materials in this case. Mm-hmm. Neither do I. But I w- it would be interesting yeah. to try, though. I wouldn't mind trying one, a strap, like yeah. a vegan leather strap. Yeah. Um, but so, I, you know, like you mentioned kangaroo leather. Um, kangaroos are culled in, in Australia, right? They to are. To control their numbers. Right? Yes. And then that's where you get um, kangaroo meat and kangaroo leather from. Correct. Right? Yeah. So I don't think that's so bad. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you're culling them in a way for the sake of the environment as well, because yeah. they would kind of overpopulate the place, right? Yeah. And you got to keep your numbers under control. You're going to kill them yeah. anyway. You yeah. might as well use everything on it. You see, and, and, and there lies like the, the double standards of, 
uh, of the industry. So like even in Australia, for example, right? Right. So sharks are actually culled. Oh, really? Yeah. It's oh. to protect people f- from, from surfing. Getting, it's to protect surfers. Jawed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Even though like, you know, shark attacks are like super low. Yep. But then, but then at the same time, the same the same kind of people like, oh no, you should stop eating shark's fin soup, which you absolutely should do. Mm-hmm. Correct, I agree. You should, which you absolutely should do, but like, and yet at the same time, the same the same kind of people who are advocating for this are like, oh, we need to protect our surfers. Yeah, um, it's kind of the same thing, you know, like whenever uh, when it's a concept that's foreign to you, yeah, then like, oh my god, that's so terrible! Don't do that. Yeah. But when it's directly or, you know, even marginally directly trailing to yeah. you, then suddenly it's like, no, 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 no. Um, yeah. kill, kill, fucking kill it. Kill you it know what? Like, like shark meat is actually eaten in Australia as well. Oh, really? So when you, when you go to a fish and chip shop, right. the, cheapest thing shark? In, the cheapest thing on a menu is flake. That is shark. Just, right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So like, don't give me this fucking bullshit, right? <laughs> like you, you you say you you tell you tell like you know, Chinese people like oh you you, you gotta eat stop eating shark fin soup. You know, fucking Chinese people are eating shark fin soup. They're doing all this shit. Mm-hmm. What about you? What are you doing? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Shout out to all Australian listeners. Not like like I mean I mean to be to be fair like if you, if you're gonna kill an animal, mm-hmm. you should absolutely make Use the most yeah. out of the entire thing. Yeah. And um, I think maybe that's the and, problem and, with and and this 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 goes back to like you know the use of of animal leathers yeah um you know if you're gonna if you're gonna kill a cow for use steak or whatever it. yeah use all of it you use skin to, you can use the skin to make you know, chairs straps mm. clothes mm-hmm. or whatever yeah and same goes with with straps as well yeah but okay so here's the thing um. I, I do agree, you know, as far as kangaroo letter is concerned, um, cow letter, pig letter, I mean, they're farmed for meat. Yeah. You've got loads of this skin yeah. lying around. Croc- I mean, crocs, crocs as well. Like, crocs are also called in. And they're also crocodile. Well, I mean, crocodile farms is... A yeah, that's a different ball that's game, a right? Diff- different ball game. And, like, you know, these are wild animals. They should be They should be absolutely in the wild. But, like, if... Yeah. So, like, croc farming is on a whole different scale. Yeah. Because you're farming a slow-growing carnivorous reptile. Yeah. Um, that's not great. No. Generally speaking, like, you know, like people always say, you know, like it takes, um, I think it takes like two pounds of feed to produce one pound of insect protein, mm-hmm. which is why people say that, you know, insect protein is one of the most um, environmentally friendly sources of animal protein that you can get mm. um with chicken i think it's like four pounds of feed for one pound of meat yeah um, with stuff like cows i think it's like double that it's like eight or something like that yeah can you imagine what that is for a fucking alligator because mm-hmm. you're feeding let's say chicken which yeah is you, already you have four to feed to one. A, a chicken and then you feed the fish at the you, you sorry you feed, you feed the chicken <laughs> what am i talking about you have to feed the, the the chicken to the fish chicken thing. What the fuck are you talking about? The, how crocodiles the taste alligator? like... alligator? How they taste like fish and chicken. Fish and chicken. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, okay, that, you took me for a ride. That's, that's, that's probably why it tastes like chicken. Because it is eating chicken. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're being fed. Huh, that that yeah. kind of makes sense. But yeah, uh, I, I don't think it's environmentally exactly very friendly. Yeah. Um, 
it's not like they're super useful. Yeah. Um, yes, you get meat of it, you get leather out of it, but um, I don't think I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world if we stopped farming crocodiles. No, absolutely. Alligators. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, in an ideal world, we would also stop, you know, farming cows and pigs and everything as well. I I, I disagree with that because these. These animal, this oh my god, what am I? Animals? What is wrong with my mouth? <laughs> so many things, John. So, <laughs> so many, many things, things are wrong with my I've mouth. I've spoken to your ex. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes, Clarkson. Um. These animals have evolved to be domesticated by us, right? And if they're no, like roaming out, domesticate yeah, them domestic- by evolving them. Yeah. But anyway, uh-huh. they've already evolved to be dependent on us, basically. Yes. And if you suddenly just let loose all of these animals into the wild, then what the fuck are they going to do? No, the, the point is not really to just let them all into Look, the wild. Okay. The point is really but he, just no, to... But here's the thing. Like, I, I, I believe that um, if you're going to rear animals for yeah. food, they yeah. should at least be reared in humane environments. Yeah, so that's kind of what as I was humane, talking about. Yeah, like as humanely as possible, and certainly not in like these factory farms where you know you, yeah. you cram like a, a million chickens into like one square meter. Yeah, so that that's kind of what I was talking about. Which is, you know, um, I think the point of yeah um, reducing all this yeah. kind of stuff is not just letting them fucking go into the jungle because yeah. that would just cause as much havoc, if not yeah. more. Um, it's it's really just cutting out on all this. Um, yeah. I think they call it battery farming. Yeah. For the chickens, I think, um, where you're just kind of intensively yeah. churning them out like yeah. fucking machines. Um, having said that, though, where do you think we get all our eggs from, our cheese from? I think and all I think you can stuff, you, know? you can at least be selective. Maybe not so much here. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you live close enough to like a farmer's market, right? You can choose, um, right? Yeah, you can pick and choose at least where the source of your meat comes from. Yeah, right. And I think but, I think that's that's probably better. Yes, but it's also you know not really accessible for everyone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right. like we say, like here, where am I gonna go for? Yeah, exactly. Sustainably so, sourced um, meat or veg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's the thing. Even veg is not exactly sustainably farmed. Yeah. You know, it's it involves a ton of deforestation, yeah. a bunch of chemicals. You know, people are talking about topsoil that's yeah. like kind of dying off, basically, because of yeah. how intensely we're farming all this land. Yeah. So, yeah, um, we're screwed. Um but I was, I was, I was reading I was reading this I was reading this uh this diagram uh-huh. called, or chart rather right about the <clears throat> the best way that we can reduce our our ecological footprint uh-huh or our environmental footprint right so actually um stopping stopping eating animal products mm-hmm. is like minuscule the oh, best really? yeah it's actually it's actually quite minuscule Okay. The best way that we can reduce our environmental footprint mm-hmm. is to not have to children. Hybrid cars. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, you're you're working hard on that. Yeah, that's that's why I've, that's that's why I'm celibate yeah, and single. Voluntary celibate. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> not uh, definitely not involuntary. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm no incel. Right? You're no incel. You're no simp. But um, I mean, it's definitely true. Um, we are the biggest carbon footprint. Yeah. It's us, you know. Like the more people there are, yeah, the, the bigger the carbon footprint's gonna be. Yeah. And you know, based on how we use electricity, water, food, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's definitely us. We're we're the ones causing all of this. Mm-hmm. And um, in the grand scheme of things, I like you said, you know, I don't think um, FP Jorn, uh, not FP Jorn. I mean, sorry, um, was it again? Dribble Fawzi. Right, Grubel Forze, um, s- switching to vegan leather is really going to make a huge difference in the grand scheme mm-hmm. of things. But it's a step, I guess. It- yeah. It's got us talking about it. Yeah. You know, maybe eventually other brands will also start saying like, oh, okay, um, we're going to start um, rejecting alligator leather. Mm-hmm. We don't want to use alligator leather anymore. Yeah. And then maybe eventually alligator farming slows down or stops altogether. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not much, but it's not definitely nothing. isn't definitely isn't much. I mean, like the it, the leather luxury goods industry is still very much yeah, a thing. Yeah, for sure. And because I agree, you know, like Horween, um, Dublin leather and Chromexel, all the kind of leathers that they have. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can replicate that with synthetic materials. Yeah. You know, the way they wear, the way they patina, um, they just last for, you know, because actually this is a topic that we should probably talk about sometime. But, yeah. um, you know, when you f- when I first got into watches, right, and I went and bought leather straps, Yeah. it always said, you know, genuine leather. Yeah. Which gen- is the most genuine leather is like the, the bullshit. bottom, bottom grade. No, I think there's one more below that. Is there? Yeah, it's like the one more below that's like fucking reconstituted leather. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like the fucking It's like, like all the off cuts and all that. It's just like kind of glued together. Yeah, you know, like it's basically it like IKEA furniture but leather. Yeah, I was just gonna say like that board. Right? <laughs> yeah. What's it called? The... Uh P- PVD? PVC? Oh, I can't oh, remember what it's called. Yeah. yeah, but basically you know the board yeah. made from waste wood. Yeah. So that's basically what that letter is. Yeah. But you know, when you read the word genuine letter. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, it's real leather. Yeah. But it's really not. And I used to wonder, you know, like, why the fuck are all my leather straps just, like, degrading so fucking quickly? Yeah. Because a year or two of regular wear will destroy genuine leather straps. Yeah. And then you get a proper, like, full high... Oh, what's it, full, what's it called? Christ. Full grain. Yeah, full grain leather. Yeah. Properly tanned. And it just lasts... And last and yeah. last and it changes in looks. Yes, yeah. it does wear. It does turn darker, mm-hmm. but it's so fucking good. Yeah, and it it materially like there's no loss in any like structural integrity or anything like yeah. that. Whereas with gen- genuine leather, it just breaks apart. Yeah. So, yeah, that's gonna be tough to replace. Yeah. So I mean, it would be very interesting to see you know how how these um, plant based straps patina. If they mm-hmm. do, mm-hmm. or if they're like um, like ceramic, where it just doesn't, yeah, where nothing happens, right? Yeah, um, uh, I mean, and we know, like, as watch enthusiasts, we like we enjoy the the wear and tear and the patina mm-hmm. of whatever we're wearing. 
Because it tells a story. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to get our listeners' views on on all of this as well. So yeah. probably put up a question on well your Instagram, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you guys can let us know what you guys think. Yeah, about it. And uh, there's one more thing I wanted to say though. Um, there is already a sort of sustainable plant based strap that I've always wanted to get, but I haven't yet. Um, mm. Cork straps. Cork. Yeah. Like wine bottle cork. Yeah. Have you seen them? I don't think so. They're actually really cool. Um, they're kind of water repellent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but they're also breathable. Mm-hmm. They're apparently very flexible, long-lasting. Um, and they also kind of patina. Like, they, they yeah. darken with time. Yeah. And I think even, like, Mazda in their MX-30, I want to say. Their, like, EV, their first EV. Mm-hmm. They're using, like, cork as part of their interior materials. Mm, okay. So it's kind of cool. You should check it out. Cork straps are pretty cool. But yeah. I think that's about it. Yes. I think that's all we wanted to talk about today. We covered hmm. quite a wide ranging range of subjects. Yeah. From from watches to the end of the world. Um yes. to how rich people hide their money. Yeah. Um your your celibacy. Yeah. Voluntary. <laughs> Yes, voluntary celibacy. Um, yeah. yeah. Definitely fun. And yes. um, random, as we're hoping to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've been very watch-focused over the past few episodes. so We've been very random about being random. <laughs> <laughs> just, when, what I mean? just whenever we feel like it. La. Yeah. Like, oh, today we're going to be watch-focused. Oh, today we're going to be random. Um, but yeah. So that's that's pretty much it for today, I think. Yeah. And we um, hope to hear your thoughts about, you know, this veganism creeping into our watch industry. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Peter, don't add us. Yeah. Uh, Peter, if you want to complain, complain to Marshall. Yeah. Yes. And sponsor us as well. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. We will not mind posing for nude ads for yeah. Peter. Yeah. I said, I said don't put me in a cage. I'm very claustrophobic. You can see. No, but I'm it's still like I'm still like, like trapped. Aren't you already trapped by your life, John? True, I've just been trapped in my apartment for like the past month and a half. And on that note <laughs> It's uh, time, it's time to end our podcast. <laughs> and well, we'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Casey and John John Show. The Casey and John John Show may cause abdominal discomfort, flatulence, reduced sex drive, and alcohol dependence. The Casey and John John Show is approved by one out of ten doctors. Casey and John John do not take any responsibility for any side effects experienced from listening to their podcast.